So you're an amazing artist and a pretty badass paddleboarder. So <laughs> what's one thing that you've learned from doing those, you know, one from each of you want that's helped you be a better leader? I think an artist is, and I've always had this and I've never really taken it seriously like a career, but it has given me that creative outlet. And then in terms of how I apply that to work, um, you know, allowing you to pull back, not having necessarily like a a defined result, you know, it's the process that you enjoy. Um, And then, and then that flow state, we kind of talk about it lightly here, but I definitely see that when I, I feel that when I'm doing art. Um, where I'm not thinking about anything, you're just completely focused. Welcome to the Culture Gooder Podcast with Stephen Lease and Sean Tinney. This podcast is a behind-the-shades look at creating and changing culture inside of Gooder Sunglasses. You can live with the status quo, you can challenge the status quo, or you can do what we do at Gooder and status the quo challenge. Hi, you're listening to a six-part series where I interview each of our department heads. At Gooder, we call our department heads flock stars. Enjoy. We have a very special guest today, my good friend, colleague, and prone paddleboard mentor, Brian Kingston. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Kingston is the flock star of our money herd. To the outside world, you're known as the CFO. I'm the CFO. All right. I'm going to get into Kingston's role in a second with a bunch of details, but first, tell us a story about you growing up that led to the person you are today. Yeah. Um, really fortunate. Grew up in Manhattan Beach, which is a lovely community, you know, yeah. beach town. Uh, very supportive friend group, uh, still friends to this day because we all kind of stayed there. We called the bubble. Um, but my parents were amazing and I was fortunate to travel quite a bit. So at a young age, um, and I think that's kind of, um, given me the ability to acclimate to situations, you know, and understand yeah. people way, way better. And then fundamentally just realize how fortunate I was yeah. and how I grew up. I mean, we've talked about before. You, I mean, you were born in Jersey, but you pretty much, you're, you're South Bay born and raised, essentially. Yeah, I, we came out here when I was five. And South Bay is one of those places where I'm like, well, why would you ever leave here? It's it, pretty it, incredible. Yeah, I went to school in Santa Barbara too. I didn't go far and then I came back, you know, and I, now I live there now with the, with the family. Yeah, it, it, it's a cool space. Tell us about your role, your department, your lame title, your fun title, and well, what you're focusing on right now. Yeah, uh, lame title, CFO. Uh, fun title, De Niro Daddy. Nice. <laughs> Um, we are the money herd, and uh, our primary focus this year is to reform uh, revenue and spend um, to what we predict, plus or minus 5%. What's, I mean, this is a hard goal we've set for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. But it is a really important one, right? The idea of let's not overshoot our revenue, or let's not undershoot our revenue so we look bigger. Let's not overshoot our expenses so we always come in under. We make the goal accuracy above all, which is, I think, pretty unique. Uh, it's unique the way we are. I mean, it's a really financially disciplined company. Yeah. So uh, it's unique in my, what I've seen in my career. What's, what are you have, you have the accounting, tell us about your two, uh, the two teams you oversee. Yeah. So the flocks, a fun flock is cash cows. Yeah. Essentially the accounting team. Um, and, and they manage all the dollars coming in, going out. Yeah. Basically. Um, and reporting them in the right buckets so that we can make decisions. Um, and then a new one, which I'm really, really excited about is business intelligence. Yeah. Um, business intelligence is, systems with analytics, but every, so the systems feed the data. And with that data, we make decisions and we make smart decisions and informed decisions and uh, through analytics um, and business intelligence, essentially. So that's a brand new one. We're growing it this year. Yeah. We, obviously you, you're a big fan of, of this business intelligence and it's a new team. What does a win look like in a year with that team? Cause, uh, it, 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 cause it's a, it is like a, I think for a company our size, it's, it's kind of unique would you say, or is it, is it normal? Um, I would say there might be a person that does yeah. it, but creating a team around it, I think that's unique. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So what a win looks like to me is people are making decisions based on these data visualizations that we're going to create. So the analytics that they're given from the systems that we have in place, um, that's a big win. I mean, they're looking at data daily or we have a, you and I talked about a fun dashboard where we're just yeah. looking at a dashboard, like a clicker all day. A dream. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's your day to day like? Uh, uh, it varies quite a bit. Um, I think from communication at a very high level, you know, to all, to all the leaders in this company, um, a deep level of due diligence, um, improving our processes, uh, but fundamentally just managing the company. I mean, I start the day just like probably a lot of people do. And I kind of look at the bank account, like yeah. I look at personal bank account, <laughs> then I get in the office and I look at the, the company's bank account, you know? Um, so yeah. And then I look at yesterday's results usually. How much of your time is spent leading versus doing right now? Oh, that's changed kind of recently. Um, and, you know, through feedback from you, like just getting out of the weeds is something that you'd like to see. So I, you know, I'm probably 50, 50. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably net out where at the end of the year where I think most leaders should be maybe 60, 40, but yeah. yeah. What's the funnest part about your role? Um, this company has impressive growth. Yeah. So staying ahead of that, trying to predict the future. That's fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, you're the, um, What's the hardest part about your role before I go down that path? Predicting the future. <laughs> yeah. It's really kind of, I think coming up with systems so that we either foresee it or we're able to be agile when bumps in the road come. Yeah. As amazing as things are, we, we always like to talk to, you know, outside parties where, where, where we say, Hey, we can't be your bank, right? We, we can't be your bank. Cause we, we have to cave, take care of our own money. And you realize the bigger we get, the more important it is to have attention on all types of finance. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. You're the only flock star that came into your role outside of Gooder. Everybody else was promoted within. What was the first week, month, year like for you, kind of that outside perspective? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, before I came, I did my due diligence on you guys, you know, and the yeah. culture, the culture seemed um, interesting. Um, but I really had no idea what, how, what it was or how, yeah. you, and, or how unique this company culture was. So I think in the beginning, I just kind of allowed my the time to digest that and see if it was right for me to be perfectly frank, yeah. you know? Um, and it was, I found it was everything we, 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 we preach, we do. Um, um, and then throughout the year is identifying those pain points and then prioritizing those pain points where, where we want, what do we want to tackle first? what the company needs to tackle first, what I do as a department need to tackle first. Yeah. And then personally, what I think I can like check off the list and just make things better. What you, you, you know, came in from the outside. How has your team grown since you've been here? It's been wild. Yeah. Well, it, it, it decreased yeah. before it started oh, yeah. increasing. Yeah. Not so, intentionally. Yeah, not intentionally. Um, and really we had two people that didn't have an accounting background. Yeah. Which wasn't alarming, but it was like, okay, they're good. They were really, they're great. They're wonderful. But, um, didn't have that fundamental background of like, I've been doing accounting for yeah. 10, 10 years. Uh, so now we're at eight people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, with more on the horizon. Um, the company itself is just invested in finance and operations. So it's, I'm benefiting from that. <laughs> for sure. I think it's, you know, we, I've talked about this recently where when you first start off, we heavily invest in sales and marketing. That's kind of what you need to do. But we have been feeling the growing pains over the past couple of years of, uh, later adoption of investing in ops and finance. I mean, yeah. your team's a perfect example yeah. of that. Do you think we are investing in enough in those areas now? Um, I do. I yeah. think we're finding the right people too. And we found some people, like some seasoned people that bring a wealth of knowledge from other industries even. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're. I mean, you. you I. I always set you an example of we need more outside leaders at this company with institu- institutional knowledge to tell us how to do things. Yeah, and that's that's really critically important to our success. Yeah, I think I think you you guys even took a chance on me not having a wealth of, of consumer product good experience. Is more service company is my yeah. background. So coming in here uh, for the new hire pitch, you you know we gave you a prompt, a presentation, uh, and you you killed it. What was it like when you're thinking, when you had to go through that, you're, you're, like, you're like, what is up with these fucking things? Yeah. Like, what, what was that process like? I, I, think it's, I think it's rare to ask a CFO to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you gave me numbers too, which I was like, <laughs> are these real or not? It was so, I'm, I'm, am I forming an opinion that is just a pie in the sky? Yeah. So, um, but I understood the task. The task was you wanted to see how I think, mm-hmm. and then you wanted to see how I presented it, and you wanted me to have an opinion. Yeah. Um, so I under, fundamentally understood that. It's, I've never done that. I've never had a presentation yeah. pitch. Um, and then the, and then the formulatic way you have it, like, it's like, this is how you present. Yeah. So you, you have this small box to present in, which is great. Cause then people, it kind of whittles it down to really narrow focus. Yeah. It's, it's, there's been many times in my interviewing here where it's clear who the winner is. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it is wild. I mean, coming into, to your interview, I remember it was, it was you and a, another person and leaving that room, you crushed it and the other person didn't, it was like, no there's no doubt I was like, this is, this is our person. And, and that's, that is a huge benefit as somebody hiring to feel that confident. It's a gift. You used to be the CFO of an agency, like a creative agency, a marketing agency. How has that benefited you in your current role here? Um, yeah, I was a CFO and owner. So I was in your seat where yeah. I was an owner, started it um, with zero dollars basically. Um, but I think that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the importance of cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just understanding it, keeping eyes on it. Um, um, and then not believing in your own bullshit really. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes you have to set, you have to have input because you have to have realistic uh, goals. Yeah. I think one of the things that actually benefits us tremendously from your background is you fundamentally understand and believe in the investment of sales and marketing and content creation because of your background. And I think a lot of CFOs, kind of turn their nose at that. Uh, what are your thoughts there? No, I think you're right. I think that's what impressed me about the company, actually. Um, the content, when I found out you guys didn't have an agency, that blew my mind. Yeah. Because it's, it's such a, it, I mean, the voice here is so consistent and the work is so amazing and, and kind of unique to the brand. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, I was impressed with that. But then but then how we use it and, and the media strategies we have in place now, um, I do fundamentally understand it. And I think yeah. that that's helped even their team. Oh, for sure. For sure. So you're an amazing artist and a pretty badass paddleboarder. So what, what's one thing that you've learned from doing those, you know, one from each if you want, that's helped you be a better leader. Um, I think, uh, I think an artist is, and I've always had this and I've never really taken it seriously like a career, but it has given me that creative outlet. Yeah. And then in terms of how I apply that to work, um, you know, allowing you to pull back, not having, necessarily like a, a defined result, you know? Yeah. It, it's the process that you enjoy. Um, and then, and then that flow state, we kind of talk about it lightly here, but I definitely see that when I, I feel that when I'm doing art, yeah. um, where I'm not thinking sure. about anything, you're just completely focused. Um, and then paddling, just like anything we talk about here, that's preparation, that's training, that's commitment, that's knowing it. And then understanding how good the final goal feels. Yeah. If you, if you achieve it, you know, stepping onto that beach, seeing your family, like, I just did seven hours of paddling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian, for our listeners out there, Brian uh, has paddled, paddled from Catalina to uh, is it Manhattan? 
I mean, yeah, uh, how, how far is it? Uh, it is 32 miles. How many times you've done it? This is 13. Ooh, all right. That's, that's <laughs> tell our audience, uh, what a rolling 36 is and how hard it is to create one for a brand like ours. Yeah. For any uh, brand. So a rolling 36 in very, very basic terms is a three year forecast. Yeah. So it's a three year budget. So it's 36 months. Um, but the word rolling is key here because, um, we adjust that and we add to it every quarter. Yeah. So it's another three months, another three months, another three months. Um, it is incredibly hard. You're predicting the future, you know? Um, what we do here though, is something called Levermania where we're going to look at that every quarter and we're going to adjust accordingly. Yes. Yeah, explain Levermania in a little more detail. Uh, yeah. It's a term you came up with. Yeah. Genius. Uh, so Levermania is basically a fun way of saying, okay, where are we performing? How are we performing? What are the results against? What do we spend? And then pulling levers, either plus or minus. Like, hey, we're allowed to spend more here, or let's let's focus the lens, spend more towards media to you know to push this this um, initiative, um, or we have to pull way back because we're not performing the way we thought we'd perform. Yeah, it's it's a really cool thing, you know. To it's a lot of work to do to do it this way, but it actually frees us from not trying to have to be so perfect all the time. Yeah, I, I agree, and then like. The whole idea of saying, hey, we're going to adjust three times a year Yeah. after, after we establish a budget, I think it gives people freedom to be agile. You've talked a lot about how impressed you are with like the financial responsibility of the company. Uh, just say more about that. Um, yeah, I, financial discipline is what I kind of call it. I mean, people, and I think it kind of goes on you too. Like people, we respect people's budgets. For sure. People are scared. To, like, Brian, I spent 35 bucks at lunch. I'm yeah. like, yeah, if, yeah, well, you're going to have to watch it, but yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's 35 bucks. Um, I, I also think people would love to stay within their budgets yeah. and they're, pri- they're, they're like, that's, they're, they're proud of that. Yeah. Um, and then fundamentally we show them how that works, you know, in, in total, in a macro sense, you know, if we're all within the budget and we're doing this and we're hitting our KPIs, we're hitting there's money left at the table and we do fun things with that. Yeah. It's, it's a cool play. It's a cool experience. Last week, you and I sat in a room and kind of did final budget locks for this upcoming year. And I think my biggest takeaway was how prepared everybody showed up. And that's a wonderful feeling. Nobody is taking this for granted. Like they're putting a lot of time and energy to making sure that their budget's right on. Yeah, I agree. What was an aha moment you had in your time here where you're like, oh, this, this place is, is legit. Or have you had one yet? No, I've had them. I mean, I've, I'm always very impressed how transparent the company's been. Yeah. Um, I remember early on, uh, you'd be like, you sure you want me to share the financials openly like no, this? No, I still have I still have problems. I'm with that. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like, should we show this in, in, in percentages instead of dollars? But uh, no, it's very transparent. I think that I mean, there's so many reasons that that it, I've seen now the benefit of that. Yeah, but it's never been in my past. This is a the culture gooder podcast. In the context of uh, the workplace, what does culture mean to you? Um. So, what does culture mean to me? I've I, you know, it's always rules you play by. Um, and that sense of community with common goals. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, and then allowing, at least in a leadership position, allowing for personal growth. Yeah. Um, and room for that. I think this company does a really good job of that. For sure. And not just, not just their, what they're tasked to do, but just, you know, growing leadership roles, like even how to present. Yeah, it is. It is special. Actually, I never really thought about that, that it's unique where we, we challenge and we provide the tools to level up our leaders. I think a lot of companies are just like, you're the CFO. You, you should know how to do everything. Yeah. And that's, that's not really accurate or fair. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've presented more than I've ever presented in my life in the first year here. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, but that, that's a skill that I, 
didn't have. And now I feel like I'm getting really, really good at it and yeah. way more comfortable. For sure. What do you think the common traits are of, of people who thrive here at Gooder? Um, I think we find, we do a good job of finding doers. Yeah. Um, and then now we're allowing space for map makers, but that's a doer at the end of the day. Um, but we're finding doers with a sense of humor. <laughs> um, and I, and I, and I believe that because this place is quirky and funny and you, and you, you have to have that sense of humor. If you're too serious, you're not going to last. For sure. I, I think it's I think the words I kind of keep throwing around are like drive, which is a doer. They, what, what you're saying, uh, generous. I think people here are very generous with their time and energy with each other and then courageous where people are looking to grow. They'll also have the hard conversations. Those are kind of the, the three that I've been noodling in my head. I don't know what your thoughts are there. No, I kind of, I, I, there's a, there's a level of autonomy here and people are driven and they're, they're, they're driven to achieve. Yeah. Um, and when you have a group of people like that, it works. I wish I had like a stream of consciousness from your first year here of amp and gutter stock of being like, what the fuck is going yeah, no, on? Really? Oh man, it would be incredible. I mean, the fact that we're doing that, I mean, even the fact that we do reviews yeah. four times a year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that's, it's helped you like, okay, I got to work on that. Or um, I've held this too close to the chest or, you know, I mean, that's also the transparency, not just financials. For we're, sure. We're very transparent about how people work here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it It's for sure. Especially. And like, you know, you, that transparency has to go everywhere or, or I don't, I don't know if it, I don't think it really would work as well. You got to have a version of transparency in every part of the business to be fully transparent. Yeah, I agree. We value feedback here at Gooder. Give me uh, some feedback. What's something I can do better at? Um, I think you're addressing it right now. I've kind of said, I just, Steven, I need time to tinker. Like we, yeah. um, we do a lot, we do a lot of presentation. There's a lot of, there's a lot of meetings and uh, I think we're doing a really good job and, and focusing on that in 2023. Um, uh, and what I mean by tinker, to, for lack of a better term, just trying to fuck shit up, trying trying to figure things out and kind of play with things and, and trial and error. Yeah. Um, but feedback, like, and we talked about this recently, is and there's a level of candor, you know, that, yeah. that but, but with praise. Yeah. Like this balance. How do you do it? Yeah. No, I, 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 I for sure, I think they um, completely agree you know, we're moving to trimesters this next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, financially, obviously, it's quarter system, but in the interest, my hope is to create more space for tinkering for people. Also, I was actually thinking this the other day. I'm going to be gone for a lot of February. I'm like, man, I feel like everybody's going to be so grateful when I'm not around here fucking up their shit. <laughs> <laughs> more space. Yeah, more space, for sure. All right. If you could wave a magic wand... And this, it says lightning round, but it's not. This is, uh, I've, I've waved goodbye to this being a lightning round. If you could wave a magic wand and change one thing here at Gooder, what would it be? Anything? Um, that's a hard one. Um, I, you know, being an owner of a company, I, I play Monday morning quarterback all the time. Yeah. Like looking back. Um, and there's so many things that I feel this company does right that it's more improving on things as, as opposed to changing something. Yeah. Um, so I really don't have a good answer there. Yeah, I don't have anything. I actually haven't put a lot of time in, into thinking about this either. So fortune teller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, more, uh, uh, way more money in the bank. I don't, you know, like, I think for me, actually, I would love to, if, if I could wave a magic wand, uh, it would be have everybody equally give and receive praise and uh, feedback, like give and receive praise, praise and coaching with the same level where we don't miss weight one or the other, right? Yeah. Um, it's a it's a really hard it's a really hard thing. But it, to your point, 
I, you give somebody 10 pieces of praise and one piece of critical feedback, like they hyper-focus on that critical feedback. Yeah. And I would love if we all could like balance in our minds that they're, that they're, the, they're both, they're, they're, it's one for one, not yeah. one for 10. Yeah, it's nuanced. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it's fucking really hard. How have you challenged the status quo recently? Um, I think prior to me coming, the company kind of looked at a top-down approach yeah. to budgeting and looking at the, what we were just talking about with Rolling 36 and Clever Mania. And I think I've challenged that with having really disciplined looks at the flock leader level of, you know, you build your budget. Yeah. What do you need? Um, you know what we're targeting for revenue, but everything else has to be filled in by you. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, does that make sense? And we come back and regroup, regroup and slash or add and, and find holes. And we've, we've done that. It, it is cool. I think that people are actually kind of shocked by that level of autonomy at times that where it's, I think it's actually hard for them. I think it's really hard for them. Yeah. It's hard to say, Hey, this is what I want to spend. Yeah. And ask for it and yeah. come into the room and, and, and pitch it almost. How many times a week, this is a completely random question, do you get somebody pinging you, and maybe it's changed over time, uh, asking to spend more money? Uh, I think it's daily. Oh, the daily, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, g- give they'll me- look at me and they'll be like, hey, hey, Kingston, is that in the budget? I'm like, I don't know. It's your budget. <laughs> it happened like an hour ago. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Uh, what is one of the more wild things you've ever had somebody ask uh, to spend money on? Oh, it's what you spend money on. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own budget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, that's fair. I mean, pink curtain, pink floor, 20 foot floor to ceiling pink curtains do cost a lot of money. <laughs> Apparently they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember during the interview process, I like, I don't remember what, what the question was like, oh, how would you tell me no to spend money? And you're like, well, I wouldn't tell you no. I would just put some bumpers on you and let you play in that yeah. play box. And uh, I don't know, I think that's that's kind of uh, um, what you've done. Yeah. Tell me about a recent fuck up and uh, how you owned it and fixed it. A uh, recent fuck up, um, you know, holding something too close to the chest. Yeah. And not being, back to the whole transparency thing, not being too transparent about it where that caused someone to be uneasy. Yeah. Because they didn't have, the information in front of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, immediately change that, you know, uh, presenting it, keeping it clear. And then, and then it's a collaborative effort to, you know, don't, it's not, it's not my issue. It's our issue, you know? Yeah. Um, that mindset for sure. That, that's something that I think we, we do pretty well here of like coaching the, like, this is, this is our issue or this is our success. Do you, do you agree? Is it like company wide? Like feel like our, you know, we, we use, uh, I'm, I'm most like, like the reason I'm so interested in these, these questions are, you know, from a leadership position, you are just way on the coming in from the outside compared to everybody else. Uh, I always think we're a we versus I company. Do you, do you agree with that? No, I do agree with that. Yeah. Or you're like, no, th- Steven, fuck off. No, I mean, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I think it gives a level of comfort too, that people go get, no, no, let's collaborate on this and let's fix it. Um, you're not alone in this. Yeah. Like that idea. So I, I agree with that. What product excites you the most right now? Uh, we touched on it, but Lever Mania. I mean, that is really exciting to have the idea of levers. And I just hope to God it's plus. Yeah. So we can go, you and I can sit in a room and go, okay, you've got more money. Go, yeah. do, go do that. Yeah. Just so our listeners understand what this will look like is, you know, we have a revenue budget that we're tracking towards. So we're trying to hit X target. And every, we report on the numbers weekly, but every month we're sitting down and we're saying like, oh, we're, uh, if we're 8% over, where do we want to spend more money? If we're 8% under, where do we where do we cut? So every team has levers they pull in certain situations. And I do love how we are looking at it both where would you cut and where would you add? Because 
my hope is that we're going to get to do some like wildly dumb shit. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it gives them, and, and it's it's a known thing. We know where they're going to push and pull too. Yeah. So we already know that going in. That's, you know, that's part of the, the planning. That's part of the rolling 36. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the brilliant pieces of this is, you know, we're asking people to define their levers way ahead of time. So when they're sober, right? So when they're, when they're sober and they're, what I mean by sober is they're not drunk on insanely high revenues or they're not drunk because we're, you know, we are getting drilled out there. Yeah. And so we could actually are going to practically be able to look at what people request and, and make really sound decisions because of all the hard work everybody did leading up to lever main. Yeah. And then, and then and for, and educating people like, Hey, this is, if revenue goes down, this goes down. Yeah. But this doesn't. This is something we decide to spend. Oh, yeah. Like having them know that and identify that and giving them that education. I, my dream is that one of the, one of the like plus lever tasks that I want to add is like some giant like prop slot machine that is, <laughs> that is, uh, that is when we're over, like you get a pull and then it goes up and decides like, like what team gets what money. <laughs> like, so Kingston, the list of prop house, uh, we need a hundred grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's something that excites you right now um, uh, in your everyday life that's not gooder? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I have two kids that are kind of in a fun place in their life. Yeah. Um, they're both high schoolers. Nice. And I just had a great high school experience, so I'm, I'm kind of living vicariously. Yeah. Um, but them being in, that, in that, that space in their life and looking forward to college perhaps, you know? Yeah. It's really exciting time. So it's just fun to kind of watch. Oh, I'm and sure. they're mature. They're adults, you know? Yeah. That is a surreal kind of experience. Uh, how old are, how old are your kids? Uh, uh, my daughter is a junior is 16. And then my son is a freshman who's 14. Yeah. We were talking about it. I think last weekend about you're also in this weird space where now you have to them leaving the house is in sight. And so you have to start preparing like, well, they're not, I'm not going to be around here in a year and a half. Which is frightening. It's terrifying. <laughs> I'm sure. Do you, um, do you think you like, like clamp down more, or open up more because of it? Uh, I think we're pretty understanding parents. Yeah. I don't want to say the word loose. That was what was about to come out of my <laughs> mouth. We? But I mean, I think we are pretty, I mean, they've also earned the trust, you know? Yeah. Um, the moment they fuck that trust up, then, then we clamp down. Well, you got to smack some, sometimes you got to take a ruler and smack some knuckles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last question here. What are you most proud of from your time here at Gooder? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I think just establishing that financial foundation yeah, um, and the processes go that go with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, you know, the financial discipline of the leaders and, and then keeping them informed because, uh, because of the, the, the pieces we put in place so that they can make better, better decisions. Yeah. I think I've, I'm really proud of that. And it's only getting better and there's room for improvement. Obviously. I mean, we'll continue to do it, but I'm really proud that that's the, in that last year that we've set that foundation and it's, it's, it's a strong one. Oh, from where we've um, gone to where we are financially, you should be very proud. It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Brian, yeah. thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for joining us today. For, uh, I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Culture Gooder podcast. To submit questions for the podcast, learn more about our culture, and learn how you can status the quote challenge, head over to gooder.com slash culture. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening, including on YouTube, where you can now watch all of our new episodes. Who knows? You might even catch a glimpse of Carl at our headquarters if he's not already passed out at the tiki bar from all the margaritas.